This podcast is rated G for general audiences, all ages admitted. You're listening to Bearcast by ASF. Hello, my name is Margarita Poli. And my name is Paulina Rui de Velasco. And we're the co-presidents of D4i at ASF. So D4i stands for Design for Impact, and it is the design thinking club of ASF, and it started about two years ago. I remember when Paulina and I were on a FaceTime call, and we were just talking about the problems with some of the design in the school, especially with the senior lounge. You know, there was a rusty old couch and just some scattered tables, but not really much organization. So we were like, why not just start a club at our school that could somehow solve these problems? And from my old school in New York, I decided, why not do DeFry, which is a design thinking club at my old school, and implement it here in order to solve these design problems. So what we came up with was to start a chapter of that club that is in New York City in Mexico. So we spoke with Silty and we spoke with, with Pete and we had a lot of meetings with them and we figured that the best thing to do was to make this club. In one of our many meetings with Silty, he proposed that we work with the design um, and architect of the school. So he contacted us with him. His name is Raul Cervantes. Este, shout out to him. He made it possible as well because he is, he is one of the main members of this club. He is our sponsor and not only that, but he's also our mentor for the design thinking and we all work together every time in every design challenge to to make new projects and turn like students ideas into a reality after all with a lot of these clubs it's a lot of say and not a lot of do but our goal with this club is to actually implement what our what our team members um ideate in the ideation step so we've talked a lot about you know what this club is and how it came to be, but you might be confused on what design thinking is. So essentially this club uses design thinking to solve problems in the school. And design thinking was actually um, a term coined in, 1960, in the 1960s. And it is a way to use a designer's toolkit in order to find new ideas and discover innovative ways of solving problems. It's a human-centric uh, problem-solving um, method and so by putting yourself in your customer's shoes like a designer would you discover problems from the inside out rather than the outside in allowing you to not only answer questions but find the right questions to answer okay so a little bit of history behind design thinking so david m kelly started design thinking with his company the ido company and he wasn't the the first one to implement design thinking in the world, but he was the first one to implement it in business in general. So the the way he came up with this term was by mixing the ideas of productive thinking by Max Wertheimer and the new creativity techniques from the 1950s and the design methods in the 1960s. So he combined all of these to help solve problems in a creative way for business specifically by designing for these new problems. So what is the design thinking process? What are the steps that one has to go through in order to successfully design think? So the first step would be empathize. So empathize is all about getting to know the customer in an intrinsic and deep level, interviewing 
uh, them and understanding why do they experience this problem, when do they experience it, how they experience it. Usually you ask questions where they recount their day or a certain instance where they go through this problem. And in that way, you really understand in a deep sense why they are experiencing this problem and how you could potentially solve it in the following steps. And you usually want to define in a clear how might we statement in order to just make it easier in the following step. So you might say, how might we um, increase students' motivation during school? Or how might we um, incentivize students to throw the right things into the right bins? So those are just a few examples. Then the ideate step is probably the most crucial step out of all of them. And that's when you essentially put all your ideas on a paper or um, on a poster or wherever, where you just put all your ideas, all your brainstorming ideas for how you could solve this specific problem into one place. Yeah, so basically you, you shouldn't have organization this step yet. You just have to put all of your thoughts in paper so that you can visualize them later. And after this, you can organize all your yeah, thoughts better. Yeah, it's definitely qual a quantity over quality. You don't want to nitpick at your ideas or think of how probable they could be that they could succeed uh, potentially in the last steps. You just want to put every idea that you have on paper and go with it. Okay, so after this is prototyping. Prototyping is also, well, all of the steps are equally important, honestly. Yeah, definitely. But um, prototyping is, you know, it's what it sounds like. You have to gather all of those ideas and create one design that would actually solve that issue. And so that design could be a play, it could be, you know, a poem, it could really be anything. Obviously, you want to make it usable. So if you're, you know, designing a product, you want to try to use cardboard and all the resources available in order to make that product available to someone to like use so not a drawing but rather an actual usable thing yeah. and one thing that's very important is to stay creative because yes there are a lot of um like steps that you have to go through and you could see that in, a, in an objective way but it's supposed to be about creativity and about you know designing um innovative ways to solve that problem so you never forget that creativity part and the final step is test. So this is a really um, fun step because you go back to the empathize stage and you take your product, the best prototype that you have, and you bring it to your initial customer or consumer and you have them test the product and you want feedback and criticism. That's the most important part, criticism, because you want people to tell you what's wrong with that product. Why is it or isn't it helping their problem? And then from there, you can go and repeat the steps over again in order to perfect your prototype and essentially uh, ultimately make a final product. Yeah. So ideally, your first prototype will not go correctly. Yeah, It won't go as you um, envisioned it, but that's the point of it. That's the fun part. They, You have to... Um, you see all that is wrong, all that is real, that isn't just in, you know, an ideal world or something that looks good in paper that doesn't really work in the real world. So you get to see all of that in the testing stage and you get to reflect on that before empathizing again and starting all over again. So why don't we just make a product creation club where we just tell people to make a product instead of starting with a problem and empathizing? I think that's a really important question. And the reason why design thinking is so important starts with that question. We don't want people to just make a product without considering the consumer and how they feel about 
the certain problem and how the environment they're in affects that problem because then the product won't respond to their needs effectively enough. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, that goes into the real world really well. Like, for example, marketing, that's about understanding the consumer and understanding who's your target audience. Mm -hmm. And that's what design thinking does a little bit, just in a creative way. You have to listen to the people you're empathizing with. You have to listen to people in order to solve a problem instead of just, you know, trying to solve it in an objective way because really there are no objective ways to actually solve a problem. Yeah, because you can have like a good product idea, but if no one needs it, if, if you're not responding to anyone's needs through that product, then how useful can it really be? So that that's what this club considers with design thinking. It's about taking these steps into consideration, especially the empathize stage, but also, you know, the creative stages such as ideating where you're just brainstorming and really putting every idea on paper, really taking those steps into consideration in order to make a final product that is worth people's attention. Yeah, and I think that, you know, design thinking really brings the creative aspects of people. So, um, you know, artists that want to make a change in the world. And sometimes you don't have to do that through activism. You don't have to do that through a painting. You could use those same skills mm -hmm. in a more, you know, business way or in a more um, material way as well. Yeah. And it goes beyond, you know, entrepreneurship or business, just knowing how to empathize in the real world and take a problem and understand it to a more intrinsic level in order to solve it. I think that's a skill that anyone needs, regardless of what you want to pursue in life. Okay, so we've talked about, you know, what design thinking is and how design thinking is implemented in the world, but we haven't actually talked about any examples. So a really fun and interesting example that I think reflects what design thinking is all about is a disposable pregnancy test. So this disposable pregnancy test, essentially how it works is that instead of, you know, throwing the pregnancy test in the bin or wherever else, you throw it in the toilet and it dissolves and in the water and no one will ever see it again after you use it. So this um, product was used in order to solve the problem of embarrassment that some women feel when they have to throw away their pregnancy test probably in a public place or in a bathroom that they may share with someone else. So that lack of secrecy in something so personal. So, um, you know, for this issue, it's, it extends beyond just a pregnancy test. It's more about, you know, the female way of of coping with something that, you know, we weren't really taught to cope with. Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously embarrassment sometimes associated with being pregnant, especially if it's not planned. And I think that's what this product was meant to solve. I think we all can think of a scene in a movie when the woman, you know, yeah. there's a rumor going around the office that someone's pregnant because they saw a positive pregnancy test in the bin. And I think that this product was made especially to solve that problem. And it uses design thinking because instead of, you know, just creating a product for no reason or n not to really solve a problem. Yeah, or for consumerism. Yeah. You're taking, you know, an issue that someone's facing and designing a problem in order to solve it. So in this case, it's embarrassment associated with, you know, the lack of secrecy with pregnancy tests and making it dissolvable so that no one can really see it after you use it. Yeah, and for this is something I also really like about design thinking. It's yes, it's about, you know, creative creating new things. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a product itself, but you know, a thing to, to solve something. And it kind of goes against consumerism and consumer culture because it's not, you know, about who buys something more or something that's, you know, more aesthetic because 
you know, something that's trendy. No, it's something that actually solves an issue. Some, it's a, a product or a song or whatever it is. But it actually is like the fact that it has to solve an issue on it has purpose, a genuine impact on it has people. A, it has a genuine impact on people and it has a larger purpose than to just consume something, to just buy yeah. something. I think, yeah, I think that's completely correct. I mean, you're making a product because it's a need, not because exactly. you want it in a way. Yeah. So this is a very information-packed podcast we had today, but I think it's important for you guys to understand, you know, what design thinking is and what are the real-world implications of design thinking. Yeah, and I feel like the introduction to a topic is always, it It kind of sounds like a lecture sometimes, but it's in order for But it's for fun. Everyone. It's a fun lecture. It's a fun lecture, and it's in order, you know, for, for everyone to understand so that we, when we talk about it, you know what we're talking about, you know? Yeah, especially because I feel like we've definitely seen it with like our, our our team members, our club members, that this isn't like a very known idea. Design thinking isn't something it that isn't. really people understand when you tell them like quickly. Um, starting with a human-centric problem and then going from there um, in order to create a product, that's not some, something many people understand. So yeah. I think this kind of podcast where we just talk about what it is, its history, and how it's been um, implemented around the world, I think it's really important for you guys to understand. Yeah, it's not something that you can just understand with a title, you know? Yeah, for sure. You have to you have to kind of go into it a little bit in order to to fully understand it. So thank you for, for listening. That, that is all everything. for today. I think the following episodes are going to be a little uh, more centered on what we do as yeah. a club, what we've done with design thinking And a little ASF. bit more, you know, about, you know, conversations more than lectures. Yeah, we're going to bring some more people, some club members, the officers, in order to talk to you about, like, uh, our plans with this club, our future plans, and what we've done. But, you know, for this episode, that is all. We just wanted to tell you what design thinking is and why we love it. But And why did we decide to start a whole club based on it. But that is all for today. Thank so you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. That's all for today. Stay tuned for the next episode. 